Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And I'm Ari Mizell. And our guest today is Dan McCarty of Crystal Commerce. And uh, Dan, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Dan and I met at EO Alchemy, where I spoke at a few weeks ago. And I, I, I think that your business is a, is a very, very interesting business. So first of all, uh, please tell people what Crystal Commerce is and does. Absolutely. So it's, it's a pretty niche um, business right now because we're staying very focused on serving an entire community vertical, um, which is anything game and hobby, meaning collectible card games, board games, rare and vintage video games, um, things where there's a hobby and a hobby store connected to it in a local community. And we're basically powering um, their in-store and online inventory and omni-channel sales management, meaning your sales are in place in, in lots of different channels available for sale, but you manage all your inventory centrally. So um, if you're a physical store, you use our point-of-sale system, and it virtualizes your physical inventory, and then you're able to have it in-store and online across multiple channels. And as orders come in, it, it decrements and reprices across channels. Okay, so that's a very high-level overview, but I, which is great. And it's you're taking... A business that, at least from my experience, is traditionally fairly, I mean, very like mom and pop and, and or, brick and mortar. Yeah, very brick and mortar, very mom and pop, and also yeah, kind, of like, kind of like geeky and nerdy in, in, in a good way, but it's like, it's not, it's not necessarily like, um, it's, it's obviously not inherently like a global platform for a lot of people. Like, they set up their store, they have, you know, the collectibles or the things that they like that they're interested in a lot of times, and then that's what they're presenting, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's small scale. Yeah, it's distributed, right? Like we're helping uh, small, even pre-revenue businesses get off the ground. And then, um, you know, we've grown businesses into the um, thousands and tens of thousands, you know, per month, per day. So are you you a platform that like I post my products and then you got like buyers come to your platform or, or I'm a seller posting on your platform and then you are listing all these things on eBay and Amazon and all these other platforms? Yeah, we provide that more as a B2B service. So if you're a brick and mortar local game and hobby store, um, we're powering your inventory and your branded e-commerce site, as well as connecting you into additional channels so that you have more opportunities, more eyeballs, more conversions. Yeah, so and, and the idea of syndicating inventory, I think, is so interesting, too. So uh, I imagine that you could have some stores that are that are very, very niche, you know, like maybe there's one store that's really big in Magic the Gathering, for example, right? But that's yeah. in Peoria, Illinois. So you're really giving them a, a much larger access point to, I guess, as you sort of allude to, like eyeballs that would be looking for this thing, but could be in, you know, Serbia, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We do have some uh, international clients that are testing our stuff. So what, so when it sells on eBay, for instance, like after you've listed it, um, you're not doing the drop shipping, right? You're, you'll just send the supplier like the address they need to ship the product to? Yeah. Each individual brick and mortar store that uses our platform is the supplier. So they hold the physical inventory. Yeah. Um, and so we're processing the order from eBay right into their central kind of CRM. Uh, and order fulfillment with postage printing and um, some nice, you know, kind of customer relationship tools. So they need to have a CRM? Well, we are their CRM. It's just nice to import all your orders across all channels into one back office to actually do the fulfillment. That's awesome. What kind of uh, fee are you guys taking? 
Um, we take no fee for in-store point of sale because our, our really our mission is to really like radically help um, small brick and mortar local you know stores. Uh, and then we do charge a two and a half percent success fee on any online sales or channel referred sales, um, as we're basically able to uh, magnify the reach. Um, so lots of referred inbound channel sales. And then also, so you say that you're, you're pulling market data, right? So you must be getting an enormous amount of data. Yeah. And we, we actually pass this back to our network. We try to create this virtuous cycle where, uh, it's group leverage. So the more transactions that we have across our catalog, um, the game catalog is approaching a million games, uh, which is pretty fun. And every single time any of it sells, that will actually trigger our product pricing algorithm to update the price for all of our members based off of like a, a verified completed transaction that's been delivered. Gotcha. So now like what, how are you, how are you processing that data? Like how do you manage all that data? Uh, so we're actually in the middle of a very large architectural um, uh, kind of reconfiguration. We were using kind of a single tenant MySQL database model, but obviously as you scale up and we've got hundreds and hundreds of stores, we have actually over 800 that are registered right now. And as you get to that level, scale becomes a big issue. So we're moving to a multi-tenant uh, model um, and we're, we're actually migrating into some new beefy servers uh, private cloud through OpenStack. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, we process it uh, in a distributed jobs queue uh, using Redis uh, and a lot of other uh, tools to help manage the queues and just keep performance as good as we can, which has been really hard lately, honestly, because of scale. Um, kind of a good problem to have, but good problems to have can still kill you. Yeah, so you have 800 different stores, and uh, you said uh, how many, like, on an average store, like how many products are they listing? You know, honestly, they have huge numbers of products. Um, sometimes we joke that they have more SKUs than Home Depot, um, just because of the breadth of uh, amazing games that they supply. Um, like for every Magic card, it's every individual Magic card. Uh, oh, so, so an example so like for Magic the Gathering, if there's anyone listening that loves Magic, um, you know, one of the uh, stores that maybe people have heard of is ChannelFireball.com. Um, so we help them. Uh, they're uh, one of our uh, biggest members and they're fantastic. Well, and then, so again, like, like what are some of the actionable insights that you get from this data? I'm just curious, you know, like what is like a metric, for example, that you'd be looking at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things we're rolling out is it's kind of like a data reporting suite uh, that will tie into velocity meaning, and turn rate. Like, Hey, how, how fast is this product turning? Um, you know, is your price overpriced now based on the sales that are coming through? And that's why your turn rate is slowing down. Um, trying to leverage the data to create actionable insights. What are you using to like do your analytics? Um, we use a combination of tools. Uh, right now, uh, we really like uh, what we're seeing from Grow. Um, so if you've checked out grow.com, um, you know, we've had a lot of success with visualizing things internally and we're working on uh, creating kind of a free reporting suite uh, for all of our members to benefit from just to better understand their business. Right. We use a tool called, I actually had breakfast with the CEO of uh, Mode Analytics today and uh, you should check that out. It's really, it's, it's, um, it requires more like coding, but you have a lot more customization and control. Interesting. 
Yeah, and one of the things we were looking for is to be able to mash up multiple data sources and do kind of derived analytics, derived metrics. So multiple data sources, like we might be pulling from QuickBooks and we might be pulling from a couple of other sources. Um, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Mode is great for that. Mode. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so, and is this uh, the kind of platform that you could see working in other businesses or other industries? Like, I'm thinking like hardware stores, for example. You know, like you've got hardware stores that are mom and pop operations all over the place. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Um, one of the things that's happened kind of organically as we've grown is every store that we add in, um, kind of we radiate a little bit further into other verticals because everybody has uh, multiple product lines and different audiences that they're targeting. So we've seen kind of a natural um, organic spreading out. So that's how we got into um, all of the rare and vintage video games. Um, and, you know, all the way from Atari, <laughs> every single cartridge, um, you know, all the way up to present day. Um, and that's just because we had stores that were hybridizing between uh, sports cards, video games, game and hobby, board games, tabletop, all kinds of fun stuff. Best game ever was Pitfall, by far. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. Well, and, and then, like, what does your team look like there? I mean, is it mostly developers or, like, who, who are you? Who's supporting yeah. you? Well, because we care about the brand of the small company, we actually have a team that private labels and uh, creates amazing landing pages and con high conversion landing page experiences uh, to help with some of the marketing for small stores. So we do have a graphics and branding team, um, and they're I mean, they're doing uh, pull requests and they're managing all this stuff in source control through GitHub. So they're some talented graphic designers and web programmers. Um, we also have a full stack uh, engineering team. Uh, that goes, you know, it's a, we're on a Ruby on rails, uh, mostly Ruby. Um, we don't do that much in rails anymore. Uh, and, uh, so we have a, a great talented dev team there, uh, front end. We also have operations, which is handling our member success. Like we're incredibly dedicated to our members. Um, we want to protect and grow, uh, local. We want to make local matter. We want local to win. You know, that usually means small businesses, not huge businesses. So trifling try, trying to do group leverage to put a lot of power back into the hands of a small business. Um, give them tools that only like, you know, really like multi, multi-billion dollar companies or have been the only ones that have had real access to real-time data and analytics and some of these uh, things that you only get at tremendous scale. Um, one of the key things that drives us is flipping it around and us being the central point, you know, we do the things that only we can do and then put everything back to empower the local business and the local business owners team um, to be wildly productive and, um, you know, profitable. Awesome. Well, so what are the, uh, the last question when I was like last night's interviews are what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And uh, you can take that however you like. Definitely. Um, well, number one, I think you have to have a content marketing machine. Um, I mean, content could be in-store flyers and promotions. You just have to have an engine that you have a plan in place for doing something maybe once a week, once every two weeks at the very most, just to keep your audience engaged and build your list and keep things fresh. Um, 
think the value proposition, the second thing it would be the value proposition of local, um, which is the fallacy where a small business will not engage in a lot of online activities because they're like, well, you know, this is just too much work. Um, but a lot of effectiveness can be kind of uh, achieved by focusing on how you can be relevant within five miles, 10 miles, 25 miles uh, of your physical location. So, you know, start there and don't think you have to address a national audience. And Google loves it when you're talking about a location because they'll target the content to the viewer. Um, so that's easy. Um, the third, uh, this is like generalized, like really what you need to do. Uh, it's just got to be a certain level of tenacity. Um, I just, I, I really like when entrepreneurs don't give up and they ask for help. Um, it's usually the hardest thing to do is say, well, I'm just not sure I'm stuck on this. Um, so I'm in a group called EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. Uh, and I would advise anybody that's running a business that, uh, well, if you're doing over a million, uh, eonetwork.org is fantastic. They were putting on the event uh, where I met Ari. Uh, so small world. And um, they have an accelerator program where if you're doing, I think, quarter million, you can get in. Uh, and it just unlocks a world of resources that uh, I know I wish I would have had it, you know, a bit sooner. We've been running uh, Crystal Commerce and just celebrated our 10th anniversary. Um, so, uh, but you got to be a lifelong learner. That's the number three. Yeah. So those are great. And again, I think it's a really interesting business you got. Is there anything that you, we'll have uh, links in the show notes to the company, but is there anything particular you want to direct people's attention to? Um, I don't know. I just want to love to, um, you know, point out some of the innovation that Ari is working on towards like kind of smart automation, uh, where you're augmenting your team's skill set and you're like, oh, I need this skill set, but I don't want to hire a full time, um, you know, person or I can't right now, but I'd love to, but I can't right now. I need to get the return on investment before I can um, or proof of concept before I, you know, take the plunge and expand. Um, so I just would love to just uh, give props to Ari for, um, you know, kind of pioneering some innovative ways to get more done with less. Well, thank you very much. And Dan, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. That was great. Yeah, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Uh, and I mean, the automation where it's like now this goes into Dropbox and then you kind of have a full sequence of events that, um, I mean, does a lot of heavy lifting and gets it in front of the subject matter expert that's, you know, supposed to do this certain part of the process. Thank you. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys.